get this straight. I got one, two, three, four, five, six customer meetings today. Kill me. Uh, okay. How do I do that? How would you? How do you want? I don't know. Tell how, me to quit my how job. How do you? How do you? How do you want me to kill you? Like, um, like you get probably to, in my sleep. Like you get to choose right now how you're gonna die. Would you rather um, it be a uh, little spin a wheel? No, but I mean, you know, would you, yeah, like you said, you want it to be in your sleep, but like you know, I can't just end your life in your sleep. You know, I would have to suffocate you. I'd have to shoot you. I'd have to stab you. Like how? Do, like how do you want that to occur? Right? For example, right? You need to consider that there's a partner in the bed beside you. That's okay. going to be very traumatic for both her and myself because I'll be hearing her screams while I have a pillow over your face. How about this? Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a risky play. I want you to, first of all, study my beer drinking habits for about six months time. Okay. <laughs> Start taking detailed notes on it. Now here's the risky part. I want you to go into the LCBO and then put a few fake cans. They have cyanide in them, but you better pick right because otherwise you're getting a big lawsuit on your hands. No, but see, <clears throat> I, I like that idea, right? But then, absolute worst case scenario there, I poison a beer, you buy the beer, somebody comes over, you offer hey, them a beer. a beer, next thing right. you know, I've killed your father. Uh, mm. Totally not by choice. Then I'll kill you. Exactly, right? And then I'm like, why are you killing me? The whole point was to kill you, and then it's it just gets to be really complicated. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that one's a little too convoluted. Um, shit, I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, Cam's choice. It's <laughs> it's just deal dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. How do you want to die? Dealer's choice. Welcome to two season of Potter. Everyone, kick it. <laughs> Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod, 96.7 on your... Two Seas in a Pod, 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 <laughs> it's a rainy morning. It seems to have never stopped raining ever in this city. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, it took me two weeks to cut the grass because you can't cut the grass in the rain. And, and yeah, Cam, you have such little kind of surface area in the oh, first place. Oh, not much at all. Yeah, it, but it you must, basically it must, have to wait it must for really, like one stretch of sun. It must really bug you uh, that you know you can't cut the smallest thing. Cam, do you have one of those like kind of, uh, you know, kind of manual... Uh, you mean push? Oh, the one with no motor. You know, it's got no motor. It's got the things on it. I mean, I, I mean, you know, for the for the amount of like little bit of stretch that you have, it almost makes you know it doesn't make sense to be well. I refilling know, I did, uh, petrol. I did. I did it yesterday. I mowed a whole lawn and did the whipper snippering. Probably within one hour, I got everything done. And th and that was you taking a big break in the middle. Oh, to that's enjoy. because the gas ran out on both units, and of I course, had to yeah. tape some stuff up on it. Yeah. Of course, that was absolute a nightmare. That was a it was a long uh, a long process. No, I really like this. Uh, <clears throat> I really like this gray, constantly raining, overcast weather. Uh, mainly because the summer's just too fucking hot in the first place. 
right? Yeah, I but feel you like can't do anything right now. But I feel like this is the trade-off. It's warm enough that I can go outside in shorts and maybe a t-shirt or shorts and a, and a light a light sweater, maybe a long sleeve tee, but I don't have the like sweltering heat that you know hits your house and then you got to close your blinds so you don't let all the heat in and then you got to turn on the ac i mean shit i we haven't turned on our air conditioning yet since that one faithful week a couple weeks back where it was just a little too How? hot you're in the penthouse because you just open the windows it's nice and Damn. cool up here baby See, I think that's the uh, that's kind of the trade-off, which I really like, right? And then I'm thinking, okay, uh, if it's colder outside, less people use air conditioning, which means less heat is drawn, which means less shit in the air. I mean, this could be kind of a win-win for uh, for climate change. See, I'm on the... I, I'm okay with the gray weather. Like, right now it's gray. Mm-hmm. But Real gray and uh, kind of like foggy, gray, foggy when you okay. look off into the distance. Gray's okay. Gray's okay. Pl- gray's okay, baby. Plan on hitting... Uh, um, nine holes in the morning at like 7 a.m. tomorrow. Look at the forecast. Uh, thunder showers. Okay. How about the next day? Because I'm camping. Uh, thunder showers. H- okay. How about the next day? Because I'm also camping. A rain. Uh, next day, a-, a rain. Yeah. So I guess you're looking at it from a I want to do stuff perspective, not oh, just yeah. like a, I'm living my life and this is inconvenience. You know, it would be like, you know, it's, oh, it, it'd be like you've planned for months for your vacation in Florida and then a hurricane hits. You're, you're bummed that it's happening during the time that you planned. Are you ever happy that it's raining and you can't go outside? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like the rain. Yeah, I'm not doing too much outdoor shit in the first place. Or, or, or it's the even summertime. It, you only get like 18 weeks a year. To do things outside Yeah And you're telling me You're like I'd rather be inside And weed books Because I'm annoyed No I would Well I'd rather be outside In like a temperate climate Hey Gray's okay Gray's okay Gray is okay I'm not talking about the gray See I also I also don't mind uh, And this is something That people have thought That I am That I I must be An insane person Slobs Uh, Let us know Twoseasonpodgmail.com Because I always Have an umbrella In my backpack Huh isn't who's, who's I, I a backpack be, these days? I must be a psychopath because I am always prepared for a little bit of rain. I have no problem walking around with an umbrella. One thing I love about having an umbrella on you at all times is that it starts to rain and then you get to pick it out and you get to look around at all these other motherfuckers who, uh, who apparently have never been alive before because they don't know that rain happens and there's a very easy way to kind of fix the rain. That's uh, almost as good as driving in an HOV lane when you're on the highway and you just see bumper to bumper traffic for four kilometers and mm-hmm. you're like, you fools. Exactly. And, fools. I, and I'm driving the car. I turn over to my sex doll and I'm like, you and yeah. me, baby, we're, you and I are going to, we're, we're, you and we're me, making Jennifer, it. We're going for the long we're haul. Making we're making it off past to Vegas. this traffic. That's exactly it. Yeah. No better. No, that's, that's definitely uh one of those small wins in life is hitting that HOV lane and then just <laughs> grabbing the umbrella, throwing it up there and looking at your colleague and going, or maybe not your colleague, maybe just a stranger on the street and going, you're going to get a little wet, bud. Yeah. Or yeah. You're uh, going to get a little moist. What are you saying? Uh, getting a stranger to fill that, uh, the other person in the HOV lane? Like just kind of well, picking, picking up a stranger remember, on the side um, of the road? When the Pan Am Games was going on, 
there were people posting ads on like Gigi there because you needed three people in the car for the, uh, the oh, gardener. I didn't know. Right. That. Yeah. Cause, because they were like the pan and games is going to be such a disaster that we're going to make it even more complicated. Um, so what they suggested is, okay, HOV land in the gardener, which is already jammed to the brim. Like don't even try and get into the city. No point. Um, you know, it, might as well quarantine the damn thing. Cause no one wants to get in. No one wants to get out. Uh, but what they said is, hey, let's do a three-person HOV lane. And everyone was just saying all we saw on there was buses, police cars. That's it. Because no one is driving with three people because who has that many close friends? Yeah, ex- short of like a family, you know, like That's a I mean. father, like often- mother, daughter, uh, twin boys. Um, short of, yeah, like an actual family, I'm rarely driving with somebody in the back. If ever, yeah. if ever you're somebody else in the car, it's two people, you're up front. Uh, but who knows, maybe that was, you know, encouraging families or right, just a general encouraging of, hey, instead of taking the fucking, uh, you know, instead of taking the HOV lane at DVP, boom, stop at Fairview, take the, take the subway down. Yeah, I can't say I'm a city dweller, so maybe. I uh, still have a point, though. I got something. I got I got a gripe with you. You want to play golf with us. Is, right? this, is this a personal gripe? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. But you don't want... Uh, you, you have difficulty getting into the city, right? No. See, I think I think what you I think what you're confusing with Cam, of course, uh, mm-hmm. folks. When we went off to the corporate retreat, Cam had to uh, pick me up from my house, and uh, right. with, without sort of letting the listeners know how the sausage is made, as it were, uh, I live. You have to get off the 401, take the Allen, kind of cross through Eglinton to reach me. Yeah, if, if you old slobs, you all know what that's like. Uh, and particularly, it was the Wednesday before the long weekend, so Eglinton, Allen, it's all going to be a little bit more jammed okay now you had to come that far down because i had like bags and shit right now right? if you have one golf bag that oh yeah it, i i'll i'll i can go where we met before when we went up to uh to your cottage like 407 and 401 right there That's there we go that's what we need toronto people to say we're t- us kitchener people are tired of people peak picking toronto people out of the city get your backpack on you got a whole transit you know we got to pay for our gas. We got to pay for our new car people, no. We got to pay for the damage we did onto that lady's bumper last year, and we don't want to tell the insurance company. We got to pay for these things. Yeah. All right? We have to pay for the speeding tickets. We got to bribe the police officers. These things cost money. Uh, bribing adds up. It really adds up. Yeah. Um, no, I can. I, if I'm just carrying a golf bag, that's no yeah. problem. I got the little backpack, you know, kind of uh, strap on there. Are people wearing golf bags on the subway? Is that a thing? Yeah, you'll see it. You'll see a lot of golf bags, hockey bags in the winter. See some people trying to chip up and down the um, the streetcar. Yeah, it's actually becomes like a really nice. Uh, it's a, 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 a a lot of people will practice very their putting. Putting green. Yeah. Yeah, like very it's a very just putting. very very fast green. Um. Yeah. It'll, Speaking do of golf. Like that. I sent you a picture of me almost hitting a hole in one and you just didn't answer. Yeah, well, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that, especially because... Oh, celebrating others' achievements? Well, no, certainly after after the retreat, there were a lot of message groups and, you know, uh, messages kind of back and forth It was directly to you. Stuff. It was directly to me? No, yeah. that was in a group message. No, sir. Okay, well, do you want me to, do you want me to check it out right now? Yes, sir. Okay, we're, uh, we're opening up. Because uh, it was, hey, Cam... 
looking to, looking forward to our vacation together. Could you get back to me? Cam, haven't heard back. Hope all's well. Hey, Cam, almost hit this hole in one. Hit a nine hey, iron Cam- on a par three so close to the hole. That is close. What's the, what's the uh, what was the yardage on it? Uh, that one is probably like. I hit a nine iron, so it was probably like 140, 150. Yeah, that was pretty damn close. It's pretty damn close. Yeah. So I want to go play there again tomorrow morning, but goddamn rain. Um, and then Cam goes in and says, hey, Cam, sorry I haven't got back to you. Hashtag not sorry. Mm-hmm. But I'm too busy for you, and I have work to do. This whole time I've been working, I don't say a damn word. Well, I never ask you to look at stuff. Yeah, you do all the time. You're like, hey, check out this funny meme I saw. It's it's reminds me of my childhood. That's a good point. If people know me, they know that I know understand meme culture. I yeah, you're get a big it. meme guy. I create. How's them. that new Takashi Six Nine album, Cam? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to bring back the uh, Philosoraptor meme. Uh, as if, if we can remember from about 10 years ago when memes started, uh, what else was there? There was one the with maze, a, there was one with them? a penguin, I think. See, I liked memes when there there was like six meme formats, and there was like the Velociraptor, there was uh the 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 baby, there was a penguin, and then it was just line on top, line on the bottom. Now the photos they use are literally anything. It's too many options. Too many options uh, for memes these days. I don't know. I don't know. I found it much, much easier back in the day to uh, to follow meme culture. Now, I mean, it's like you. I, I have to watch Real Housewives of New York to understand the reference in the meme. Let's uh, let's get into the uh, the show then, shall we? Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. Eighteen minutes. Um, Eighteen minutes of, of me whining and bitching about weather and memes and you not traveling. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we got past the uh, the cam just complaining little segment of the show. Uh, so let's get into the show. Let's start with notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. And amendments. Yeah, there's uh, no real notes this week, uh, which was nice. Cat Dog was canceled for normal reasons. You know, people just didn't watch it enough. It didn't get canceled because people asked where the poop comes out. Uh, although, although I looked at the show about that, but they never got back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, although you know, I mean, Cat Dog and SpongeBob, but at the same time, people just didn't watch Cat Dog for whatever reason. Uh, and the other one, yeah, radio frequencies are—they're not endless; they're theoretically endless. Uh, whether or not that is the exact same difference, but of course, the more and more wireless applications we use, uh, the more cell phones, more internet, the more Bluetooth, the more the more wireless. Things that they become out there, the more uh, the more um, like amount of radio frequencies on the spectrum that we use, leaving less remaining. So it is in theory endless. However, we keep using more and more and more of them. So does that make sense? Sure. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like there's 300 gigahertz of frequencies to use, and we just, you know, a new new wireless application, we use another one. Okay, now we use more. Now we use right. more. So like we're we we just keep using more and more of them. So we won't run out, uh, you know. But we'll be using more and more as time go on. So I should know. I be expecting the uh, like it to when when I'm in my fifties, it to be at like Q two oh six instead of one oh seven. No, 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 no. It'll stay. Those will stay the same. They, they, they okay. have those so on. Q one hundred seven will never die. They have those on lock. No, Q one hundred seven. The radio stations that you that you've you know come to love, those will never die. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know. Good to know. I'll teach that to my kids one day. Yeah. You radio could. frequencies are infinite, but Q one hundred seven will never die. Yeah. Put and you put that on. Put that on a t shirt. You like my cup? It says punch today in the face. And did today you? Fucking sucks. Um, I'll punch myself in the face before this day's over. But let's keep plowing ahead. But isn't but isn't Cam like? Why are you punching yourself in the face? I just have so much to do today, and yeah, I don't want to do, do it. Isn't this isn't this like the job? Uh, sort of. I mean, today I've just stacked myself because I'm uh, camping after tomorrow. I've just stacked myself very thick, so I know by my last meeting of the day. It's going to be very difficult to like, you know, you have to have an energy when you're talking to people, right? So I'm coming with you with a very negative energy because I'm mad. Right, I have right. to come with like a positive, like, this is great. Let's have fun. They might be upset because they're like, it's four o'clock. I'm like, it's four o'clock. Yay. I haven't, you know, you're the ninth person I've talked to today. And I have to do like a half hour detailed listening conversation with you, Cam. I hardly listen. Of I course. mostly talk. With uh, them, I have to listen. It's very tiring. Of course. But you love what you do, right? No. Anyway. Plowing but, then, but, you, but you do it because... Money. Plowing Oh, ahead. so there's no emotional connection. You hate what you hate your job. You hate doing it. Uh, this is the absolute worst thing ever. I would rather be cleaning porta potties. Oh, and which you have done. So you do actually Which have, I have done. You which do actually I have experience with that, Cam. If you're I, a, today I would rather be cleaning porta potties. Most days not so much. But today would love to be cleaning porta potties. Slobs, you should love what you do. Find a career where maybe you can do both. You can be excited no. to go into work. I'll never become a professional golfer. I mean, and that's the thing. Unfortunately, between salesman and professional golfer, there's really no other career choice. Yeah, uh, I don't know what you. else we could do. There's professional camper with your friends and getting drunk. Yeah, GoPro uh, camper. You could be a camp vlogger. Like, hey, what's yeah. up, guys? Today we're testing out the uh, the thermos insulate three point two liter. It uh, says punch today in the face. I have uh, I have coffee in here right now. I poured it uh, a couple hours ago, and I gotta say, it's still pretty warm. Holy smokes, is it ever warm? We've we've never we've never seen uh, warmth like this coming out of a thermos at this many hours. Uh, would recommend put the link in the description box. And this is not a paid for ad by. Um, Tervis? Tervis. Not paid by Tervis. Not paid by Tervis. Uh, hey, what's up? I'm Cam. This is my YouTube channel. Thanks for coming to my YouTube channel. Thanks for making me money on my YouTube channel. Thanks for watching this video so I don't have to have a real job like a real person. Uh, swipe up if you wanna if you wanna contribute to my to my Patreon or or my GoFundMe. Because uh, apparently ba banks don't have any more money, so I can't ask a bank for a loan. I need a GoFundMe. 
Uh, I think banks have plenty of money, but they're just... Someone was explaining the other day that they thought the credit system was a... Um, like, they were like... Explain how... so You know how China has, like, social credit score? Okay. Do you know about this? No, about this? but it sounds oh, kind of okay. like that episode of Black Mirror. Very much so. It's, okay. Uh, basically, you can, like, get points, lose points. Points! And, yeah, and it's uh, not as, like crazy as the black mirror one because like it doesn't pop up in front of you but someone's like america already has that like how it's like look at your credit score i'm like the credit score is just to figure out if i can trust you with money and it's just a mathematical way of doing that if you're a guy who's like come on trust me come on look at me come on this guy huh slick back hair huh look i got my shirt all the way up all the way up all the way up slick come on. back hair no, big, gold tooth. Uh. big gold tooth <laughs> have you watched the new episodes of um i think you should leave yet uh yeah, we finished it last night. Yeah. Oh, fan- great stuff. What do you think? Uh yeah, it was great. I mean, my thing with every single comedy show is I don't I, I'm I, I don't I it's like I would rather I, fuck. It's such a complaint that I have no uh no uh, I conception of how are they not longer? Like I've never written sketch comedy in my life. I imagine it's so incredibly difficult. However, even if there's like some a couple deleted chunks from every single episode, great, throw them in. 16 minutes. I mean, that's like an episode of uh that's like an episode of Tim and Eric or something, right? And you watch that thing go down, and you're like, "Ah, shit. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, production is at that level." All right. Um yeah, well, I mean, sketch comedy, I feel like it is difficult to write, and I think beauty of those shows is the the gags don't go on for too long. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I'd rather just more gags, not longer time. Like there's a uh, there's a show on Netflix or a show on Amazon there, Amazon Prime Invincible. It's an animated show uh, about superheroes, all that kind of stuff. But one thing I think it's a really cool show. One of my favorite elements of it is that it's 45 minute long episodes. Like an animated show longer than 30 minutes is uh, fucking unheard of. Like that's actually one of the coolest parts of the show is that you can you can watch it like a full no I don't or, want you know, that almost shit. like a full drama you know like a normal kind of forty five to one hour. I don't hour. have the patience for that. <laughs> well, Cam, you don't have the patience for much. Uh, that's right. The fact that yeah, this season you're playing a lot of arguably like the the sport that requires the most patience uh, is astounding to me. There's, you know, it's the, uh, the, uh, there's very little instant gratification while golfing. Except when you almost hit a hole in one. For some reason, you, uh, you've, you've kind of zeroed in on that. Yeah, I would just like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it must be so difficult to write and do all these things, but yeah, even, even if there were some skits that were there on the cutting room floor, fucking throw them in. I think if you're a fan of, I think you should leave. We want as much shit as possible. I disagree. It's kind of like if Jeff Rodenstock made his albums an hour and a half. And you're like, ah, eh, it's too much fluff in there. <laughs> too much fluff or, uh, but not, maybe not enough. Or, 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 or rather, how do I, I mean, we finished it. We, we had to stop ourselves from f- finishing the show. Yeah. It was like, we have to limit ourselves at two episodes a day. And then three days later, we finished the thing. Okay, two day, Okay, 30 minutes. Okay, now now what show do you want to watch? Okay, let's watch the show that we're actually watching. Not just like, you know, the thing the thing that's making us giggle. So, I don't know. We'll, 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 get, we'll find ourselves in the middle there somehow. Uh, love the show, though. Love the show. Uh, let's jump into a little game. 
Let's jump into a game, shall we? What you got? What you got? Cam, we got a little bit of uh, the old Wheel of Names coming up. I don't think that's what Sorry. it's called. <laughs> Wheel of Death. Death. Well, you click to answer questions that uh, you probably never thought about. Something that you probably don't want to answer and something that you're going to be forced to answer. That's right, everyone. It's called the Wheel of Death. Cam, today's episode, or today's categories are know your co-host, Cam's pick, we kiss, we break up, lady snacks, limitless, see you in my nightmare, and gullible gags. All right. These are all fantastic. Uh, let us spin the wheel, make a deal. Right. Spin the wheel, make a deal. Ooh, there we go. Cam's pick to start off with. What are we looking at, Cam? So this is your pick. You can pick whatever you want. Oh, it's me pick. Wait, yeah. I, I get to pick the category? Correct. Um, let's go with uh, uh, let's go with lady snacks. Okay, lady snacks. So, uh, where are they? Well, isn't this great podcasting? Um, Wheel of Death. Is this the one? Yes. Okay. Uh, don't look at this screen, Cam. <laughs> this has all the questions on it. Which ethnicity has the best combination of food and women? Why'd you have to add the add women and women? So best because the two things go, they're very different, right? So like I would say um, you might really like big Latina, big Latina booties, but not like their food, right? So you have to mend those two things together, Cam. Ah, okay. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have picked lady snacks then. <laughs> Uh, just because I feel like this one will be boring, uh, because I don't want to have to be like Quebecois. Yeah, well, certainly. Well, I mean, the Quebecers and their food. Um, you know what? I don't have a particularly, uh, like, that's the thing. My palate is white. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. I do really like sushi. Um, I do like things like, you know, getting a shawarma or things like that, right? But on a day-to-day -day basis, my diet is white. You know, it's oatmeal, it's eggs, it's, uh, we had stuffed peppers last night. I feel like that is, that's a white person thing to do. So you gotta go with the white ladies then? So, uh, yeah, and I'm going both. I'm going both. I mean, I mean, women white for sure. And then I just, you know, if I'm, uh, yeah, that's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. Wow, what a what an intriguing answer! Cam. I didn't like the question. Well, that's that's the point. I guess that's the point. Well, S listeners at home, don't forget that one. Well, listeners at home, let me spin it again, and uh, maybe you can get a more fruitful. Maybe we we'll get some. Maybe we we'll get some a little more fun than that. Okay. I thought it was going to be a thing about you know, like I don't know something else. I don't know what I thought. Limitless, Cam. All right, Cam. Uh, where did my wheel of death go? In the 2011 science fiction classic Limitless, the main character takes NZT48 to use an extra 80% of his brain. Now, if you were having the choice, how would you spend two days with 80% more of your brain? Limitless, of course, the classic science fiction film. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> which I'm glad which I'm glad you brought up. Uh, barely science fiction. I'm using 80% of my brain. Uh, that's a good um, that's a good question. Uh, there was another movie that played on that using your full brain capacity thing. Um, and in 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 the other movie, I think it's a Scarlett Johansson movie. But th- that one plays at like eighty percent of your brain is like superhuman ability because you can see things before they happen. You know, it was more playing with the uh, the stretch of we don't even know what that's possibly like, right? For who knows? For all we know, you can see the fourth dimension using that additional uh, a portion of your brain. With two days, though, I feel like there's not really enough that I could do to. Uh, well, there is. That's the thing. You can read the whole. You can read all the encyclopedias. I, well, in, th- within an hour. Does, oh, that means I'm a speed reader all of a sudden. Of course, yeah, you're limitless. <laughs> I am I am limitless, but only in you an can solve inter- any negotiation, right? You can be like Palestine, Israel, no problem. Here's the details you're gonna work out. But see, I feel but like you're th- probably gonna be like, I'm gonna be the general manager of the Leafs and make them win the cup. See, but what can I honestly what can I truly accomplish in 48 hours from my position right now, right? Even Ooh, if I you're wake, limitless. But even if I wake up with 80% of my brain, uh, I gotta somehow reach out to Kyle Dubas. Dubas. Dubas and be like, hey man. I have no, you don't know me, but I can use 80% of my brain for the next 48 hours. Right, Contact but you're me. limitless, so you, you're very good at selling as well. <laughs> uh, God, this one's tough just because I don't really know what I could do to like make my life better or like change anything really. Um, so I would have to say, uh, probably some kind of very short-winded competition that I wouldn't usually win, but now that I can, like, see all the angles, I would. You know, like, uh, something like, uh, something like pool. You know, like, a game that I probably suck at, but now that I'm using 80% of my brain, I can see all the math angles, and I know which directions to hit and stuff like that. Very short-winded, you know, just 80, you know, just boom, win a couple pool tournaments, uh, kind of knock them out of the water there, and uh, we'd finish up. All right, great. So we have uh, Cam would pick white woman and white food and win a game of pool. Next spin here, everybody. Let's uh, let's keep plowing ahead with these intriguing answers. Well, it's only forty eight hours. You gave me forty eight hours. What am I supposed to do with forty eight hours? Limitless, limitless, Cam. Limitless. Anything. But you choose to play a game of pool. That's fine with me. And we keep spinning and getting limitless. Can we so. get move on past limitless and lady snacks? Uh, this, this, it's not me to making these decisions. If we get one more limitless, just fucking pick one. All right. See you in my nightmare camp. Third spin of the evening. Maybe we'll get a fun answer for this one. Let's go ahead and see. Cam. Okay. Yeah. You know what? If I was limitless, I'd teach you how to fucking speak. There it is. All right. Now we're getting a little bit of energy from the man. Who is the most terrifying fictional villain who could also be a real person in real life? Ooh. In, in real life, I'm glad that you kind of put that little caveat in there because, yeah, maybe a Freddy Krueger type is just uh, is just not realistic, um, you know, versus a John Kramer style villain um, who is very realistic. You know, people get abducted every single day. People get mutilated, I'm sure, every single day. Um, and that's what makes John Kramer. Uh, and that's what makes John Kramer a little freaky, right, is because. 
something that you offhandedly do in your professional job, right? Like, let's say, uh, you know, sign over a deal that demolishes low-income housing, right? Hey, you're just doing your job. But to John Kramer, no, 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 no. That is a fucking problem. So I honestly have to say John Kramer. He might actually be the uh, the, the the scariest potential, like, real-life uh, real bad guy. Mainly just because, you know, he's real. Unlike a Jason Voorhees-esque, I wouldn't be worried about killing a kid and their mom coming, spoilers, and their mom coming back uh, in revenge, uh, unless we're talking about, like, Friday the 13th Part 4 or something, when they kind of, when they kind of move past that initial storyline. Uh, Hellraiser, nah. Um, Jaws would be scary, or do we count Jaws, possibly, as a, uh... As a horror movie type of thing, you know, big shark, you're out there swimming in the ocean. Uh, big shark comes in, uh, nibbles at your toes a little bit. Uh, but I think ultimately John Kramer has to be the guy. That's a, that's an interesting answer. Yeah, I think Jaws would be a fun little play on that uh, take. Oh, I was also thinking No Country for Old Men has a great villain in it, uh, which seems like a very real character and uh, in itself is very terrifying. Maybe it doesn't inflict the same amount of and damage. What, 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 were, what were his motivations again? Um, I don't. I, I I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I forget what his I motivations were. I don't remember the details. I just remember the fear it brought me. Right, right, right. I don't remember Which ever being scared memories. that it could happen to me. No, not so much to me, but the thought that someone like that was out there. It's, right. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, so great answer, great questions. Uh, one of three, I'll give you one of three. One of three? You're, you fucking, you're, you're throwing, you're throwing fastballs down the fucking lane. Easy there, CC Sabathia. Well, you ask for tougher questions, I give you a tougher question. That, that's, uh, lady snacks is not a tough question. That's just, a, that's just an uncomfortable question. Cam's going through all these technical difficulties, so let's, uh... Oh, I'm scared to play another game, because that means we're going to have to turn uh, turn the page onto him for a second. But we're going to do it anyways, uh, with a little bit of March Madness this week. All right. Rock and roll. <clears throat> Rock and roll, Cam. The, uh, the, the 2020 Olympics are uh, fast around the corner, although they should have been in the rear view. But uh, all the top athletes in the world will be heading to Tokyo soon or now or something uh, to compete in a lot of sports. There's a lot of sports that we follow in a week-to-week basis or a month-to-month basis, but there's a lot of sports that you can only kind of watch during the Olympics, Cam. So right now we're going to play a March Madness of your favorite non-traditional uh, sports to watch during the Olympics. Wrestling. Cam, I, I, I can guarantee all the categories that you like are not included because I know what that would what that would be like. Uh, so slobs at home, just so you know, judo, taekwondo, wrestling, weightlifting, any form of fighting, boxing are not included. Cam, are you ready for your first round matchup? Doesn't sound very fun, but sure. Let's, it let's sounds it very crack. fun, Cam. Kicking off uh, our first round matchup, we have table tennis and fencing. Uh, fencing is the sword fighting, right? That's correct. Right. Uh, the traditional way of sword fighting, as they did uh, in duels. Do you know duels are legal in uh, Massachusetts? Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, so you can have a duel between two people, and if they both agree to it, and you have a third neutral party, then it's go ahead. There's no assault charges. And say uh-huh. I will, I will duel you. And they go, okay, I will duel you as well. And then you grab someone on the street who's waiting at the bus stop with a cigarette, and you go, would you like to be the third party arbitrator? They go, okay, and then va-boom. Anyway, plowing ahead. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. Cool story about duels. Uh, yeah, cool story about duels. Do I prefer the fencing? Uh, with my, the again, this is outfits? which one you prefer watching at home? Uh, ooh, okay. So I think the fencing's interesting, but I feel like there's a lot of pauses and, thing, and rules I don't understand. So I think I would get very frustrated watching that. Because I understand, like, the stabbing, touch of the person with the sword, but I am sure there's so many technical things I cannot wrap my head around. Um, probably just, like, you know, as you can see, he scored points for footwork in that one. Look at look at the inside outside he's doing. T- table tennis, just crush it. Just cr- I get what's going on there. I played tennis table, table tennis, and uh, I know what the hell's going on, so I'm going to take table tennis. Because why learn something new? I mean, it's not like you have 80% of your brain available. You chose uh, white people and white food, and you played a game of pool. So, yeah, let's keep plowing ahead, Cam. Okay, and our next first round matchup here, uh, we have badminton and field hockey. Another racket sport. Um, I can't remember watching, like... Badminton has the uh, the shuttlecock, which is just so slow. Uh, once you hit it, and then, which does make it very easy for kids to play, uh, but maybe not as fun as a level at a high level uh, performance. Now, field hockey, I've never watched, but I imagine it's kind of a mix between soccer and hockey. But you probably can't hit it as well. Um. I'll probably go with the shuttlecock. Badminton? Badminton. Badminton uh, going through the rounds. Next up, we have uh, water polo and diving. Any kind of diving. There's multiple categories. Just pick one and go for it. So the fun and distraught part about not distraught but disappointing thing about diving is the repetitive like the novelty wears off so quickly you can watch a diving event and be like wow they did three front flips and then landed and then you're like that's incredible and then someone else does it and you know it just keeps going and it doesn't really get more interesting the more flips they do yada yada but it is interesting to see how little of a splash they do until one day someone you'll not even know if they went in the water or not. And that's what I'm looking for. So I'm going with diving. Diving. Taking the big one away from water polo. First round upset, in my opinion. Uh, next up in our final round or a final first round matchup, we have synchronized swimming and beach volleyball. Oh, this one's easy. Um, synchronized swimming, while interesting, uh, has much of an arts feel to it. So does it really count as a sport? Mm, some would beg to differ, right? If there's judges involved, is it a sport versus beach volleyball where you have a bunch of absolutely juiced athletes sitting in the sun wearing uh, bikinis, uh, just shooting around a ball, spiking, uh, looking like that episode of uh, to- or that movie Top, Top Gun? Yes. I get that right? Yes. Beach volleyball all day. 
beach volleyball. Funny Cam, we didn't use that same logic in the previous round when it came to diving and water polo. But uh, yeah. this is your this I, is your I have eighty percent of my mind wide open. Let's <laughs> be all different yeah. angles. Yeah, I love. I only love. Uh, I only love judge-based competitions when they're diving into water. Cam, so that means our next round matchup, uh, our first matchup of the next round, will be table tennis and badminton. Uh, this one's pretty easy to me. I mean, they're both racket sports, one slower than the other. Uh, table tennis, when you have two guys that are 80 feet from the table but still just clubbing at each other, no better highlights than that. Table tennis all day. Wow. Informally known as ping pong. Well, table table officially known as table tennis, though. Sure. Next up. Unofficially ping pong. Uh, in our next round, we have uh, diving and beach volleyball. Uh... Well, if we're going off based off my previous logic, diving is somewhat of a judge-based event. Uh, and I don't, again, fully understand what the criteria is. I, know, I like the no splash, but as for like how tight is your rotation, uh, how pencil thin is it going into the water, uh, these are things that I, I, I can't see through. And I'll take uh, beach volleyball because I understand. Get the ball down against the sand. <laughs> There are things you don't understand, and Cam, why would you ever learn them in the first place? Uh, white which people, means, white food. Which means our final matchup of the uh, of March Madness uh, will be table tennis and volleyball. Beach volleyball, right? Yes. Um, I think the one thing I really like about beach volleyball, too, is that there's two partners, and they just have to be so good together. Like, you see that team chemistry of, like, set up, set up, set up, crush it. When ping pong, sorry, table tennis. Thank you. Is a very much individualized sport, which is uh, fun to watch, but I would probably never see the, never watch it all the way through. So I'll take beach volleyball for the win. Volleyball, but- running away with, uh, with the competition. Yeah, but uh, great show, great show, mate. Um, or great, great, what do you call it? Uh, segment. Great bracket. Great bracket as great usual. Bracket, and of great course, bracky. of course, there's many, many, many more uh, uh, sports out there, you know, sports out there in the Olympic Games, all sorts of rowings and equestrians and all the gymnastics, the tracks and fields. Uh, there's all sorts of shit out there. Well, let's uh, keep plowing ahead here. We got one more. Uh, thing to wrap up here and it is our episode of night rider the nightcap a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist all we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode maybe less than five minutes but certainly not more than five minutes we're gonna need more than five minutes folks let us know if you actually enjoy us doing this or if we just speak randomly for five minutes and it sounds like complete gibberish to you because we might be doing a second this show we are doing a second show every single week we recap a another episode i would say if we get enough listeners saying they don't want it that's why they just. That's why you just skip ahead five minutes. But Cam, every single week we recap uh, another episode of um, Knight Rider, which follows the story of Michael Knight and his supercar kit as they uh, 
traverse the Midwestern United States uh, in um, in hopes of, I don't know, saving the world or something like that. Uh, this week, we are bringing you back to a beautiful February evening on a Friday in 1983 to present to you episode 8. Teen Chariot of Gold. Cam, I'm going to kick off this week's episode for you, and then you're going to promptly hop in shortly afterwards. Um, so let us get into it. We've got our timers ready. Five, four, three, two, and we open up driving down a dirt path, which is clogging up Kit's machinery somehow. Uh, but Devin said it's important, so we're on our way to an archaeological dig site where uh, a chase ensues right away when a man named Dr. Litton is trying to drive us off the road. Eventually, we catch up with him, and he promptly passes out. We bring him into Kit uh, and run a blood sample on him, where we find out that his blood pressure is just through the roof, and there's some kind of mystery drug in him. Even Kit doesn't know what it is. Back at the foundation, Devin is getting ready for Professor Doville, and at first glance, he seems to be wearing, uh, Professor Doville seems to be wearing the same pin that Dr. Litton was wearing uh, that he held up right before he passed out. Bonnie and Devin are waiting for the results of the Helios test, which appears to be some kind of aptitude test for those in high society, and although Bonnie took the test just for fun, she actually passed, and Devin did not. Uh, I don't know why Devin wants to be a part uh, of this, because two members of Helios have actually died unexpectedly in the last few months. We get to the hospital where Dr. Litton wakes up in some kind of fit. He's terrified when he sees Dr. Doville. Uh, more on that hopefully later. Just then a mysterious male nurse uh, comes into Litton's room and poisons him as he falls into death. Bonnie and Devin are riding up to Helios in a beautiful Mercedes-Benz 450SL convertible, all red. Knight gets to Helios and him and Kit are suspicious immediately of everything. Inside, people are actually watching clips of Kit and Knight that they must have just taken from last week's uh, broadcast, apparently, because it was some pretty HD footage, um, but they believe, because they apparently believe that Kit seems to be some kind of missing technological link. We're snooping around, and Kit gets us into a storage room where we're stopped by Doville uh, before we can really find anything important. Kit hears animal cries from somewhere in the property, so Knight goes to go check that out. We find a feral <laughs> ape and Dr. Stark, the male nurse who killed Litton in the beginning. He sends away, but Knight deduces that whatever is happening begins at the dig site where Litton was found. They go back to the uh, the, uh, the archaeological site, and Kit runs over an ancient artifact. But the artifact turns out to be a fake. It's only about a month old. Uh, we get back to Helios and jump. Uh, Knight jumps right up there, sneaking around. And while we're sneaking, we find Bonnie's test, and it turns out that she actually failed the test, which is a little bit odd. Uh, we also find uh, all that same very high-definition footage of him and Kit from last week's episode. Uh, we go to look for Bonnie. Uh, she's in trouble. She's passed out in a bedroom. We pick her up, bring her to Kit. We escape Helios, uh, and just then, Bonnie wakes up and tells us we need to go back. When Knight refuses, Bonnie pulls out a gun, forcing us to turn around. At this moment, we realize that Bonnie has definitely been drugged to control her mind, and uh, it doesn't seem like we can pull her back. Uh, then the villain, which we'll now refer to him as, just for clarity, has now holding Michael at gunpoint and does the old, I will explain to you because you will now die my diabolical plan of robbing the museum, gold, etc., etc. It's all about the cash. Uh, moving ahead, part of his plan was to get Bonnie 
to attract Michael to get commit to commit the crime. So pretty uh, in-depth plan this man has all about to get some cash. Uh, anyway, Michael is then dragged out of the building and pulled into a 20-foot grave where he's thrown in there and a digger starts to start burying him and a big fight ensues. Uh, Michael manages to get out of the grave by jumping onto the tractor itself, pulling himself up and then uh, with a slime maneuver gets the henchman to go into the grave himself while he manages to escape. Bonnie's then asked to operate Kit, who uh, Kit seems very ex- ex- concerned about Michael, but at the same time, she takes over the car, rips out some of the circuitry, and is now able to uh, get Kit to work as a villain. Michael Kite, uh, Michael Kite, jeez, oh, Michael Knight manages to get away from the excavator and the villain and tries to get his way back to the uh, villains where they are. Villains end up... T- where are we? Some car henchman. Yeah, I already got through that. Uh, Michael's forced to hitchhike home, and we learned that Kit has now been reprogrammed to steal gold from the county museum. We only have 30 seconds left here. Uh, Michael arrives at the museum where he ends up and meets Kit, and Kit's instructed to kill him. The standoff ensues where Kit is about to kill him, but Michael says, Hey, Kit, you know who you are. You are Night Industries 2000. The big flaw in the plan was that uh, Kit can never hurt a human, so he doesn't. Michael Knight comes out, or sorry, Kit comes out of the fog and says he could never hurt Michael. Um, yada yada. After sweet talking Bonnie, he manages to get her out of the fog too. A chase ensues. They catch the villain because he goes chasing in the car. Bada bing, bada boom. End of episode. <laughs> that was Ooh. close. You, uh, you snuck it I in was, there, Cam. Yeah, that was rough. I think I was getting ahead of myself without reading my notes. And folks, that was episode 18. So yeah, Cam, like you said, we actually only have uh, four more episodes to go. And then uh, we will be looking for another show. Cam, I have sent you... Now, didn't Michael say I love you to Bonnie in that episode? Uh, I think it was more of a, uh, you know, like a platonic love between friends versus a, a romantic love. All right. Um, but yeah, Cam, we, uh, like you said earlier, we are only, yeah, four weeks away from, uh, season one being over. Can't wait for the season finale, and Cam, I can't wait for whatever our next show is. I sent you a little list. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna tell you, not gonna say it on air, uh, things that are involved on that list, but I think, uh, any of those options would be a fantastic choice for our next, uh, Recognized uh, a few of them, didn't recognize some others. Uh, for our great next five-minute recap. Um, and if you want, you know, kind of take that list, maybe look at some plot synopsises, and then uh, that could be it. But whatever it is, we're in for another probably 20 or so episodes of something fun. All right. Well, let's get into our last game of the evening here. We're coming up to the top of the hour already. Time's flying by. Um, yeah, a little bit of headline or asinine, as they say. Hey! Hey! Headline or asinine? Cam, I'll kick us off here. Are you ready? It sounds great. Let's go for it. All right, cameras. Headline or... Oh, I shouldn't have started this. Because um, I did not have it ready. Um, Cam, you're, you're all over the place today, Cam. Hey, busy day today. Hey, headline or asinine, Cam. Woke Coke. Drug dealers marketing ethically sourced cocaine. 
ethically sourced cocaine. Uh, now this is uh, this is great. You know, I mean, um, I picture cocaine and coffee coming from very similar countries, and uh, it's very pop. It's very important that people you know drink coffee that uh, or you know purchase coffee that isn't you know isn't involved in any kind of slave trading or anything like that. Right? When most people buy a diamond, they're not looking for a blood diamond. That being said, there are probably some people who are exclusively looking for blood diamonds. You want, I want my diamond as bloody as possible, right? Like it was just ripped out of the hands of some, uh, you know, little six-year-old Nicaraguan boy. Uh, but cocaine, what's, what's interesting here is the cross-section of uh, people wanting to do bad drugs, but then wanting to do them like in a nice way. Almost as if they're like, oh, I wish we didn't have to import our cocaine and we could just make it here. Uh, but beggars can't be choosers, right? I picture, let's say you're a cocaine addict. Are you going to not do non-ethically sourced cocaine? You know, if you're, you know, I've, yeah, I, I, if, or if, you know, are you eventually going to hit a point where you're like, well, you know, this, this cocaine, million, thousands of people did die, but I need my fix. So that's where I see the kind of problem coming out here. I would love to know more about the story. Uh, so I'm going to say it's a headline. This is a headline out of the UK where uh, drug dealers are now going to uh, rather wealthy folks and saying, hey, we actually have this ethically sore. They're calling it woke coke. So on the side of this video, go, woke coke, woke coke, woke coke, woke coke. And basically they're saying, hey, this did not come from Colombia. There's no bloodshed involved with this and upping their prices to, I think, 200 pounds a gram. Wow, um, that and is for, a yeah, lot of money. I think. I'm not sure. Uh, it sounded like a lot of money. They did not reference in the article at all what a normal gram of cocaine goes for down there. What? Essentially going after wealthy clients for uh, dinner parties where they're like, we're going to do cocaine, but we don't want to be bad people. Now, uh, there actually is no such thing as woke Coke. It's more of just a propaganda that people have come out with. And uh, people are now saying, uh, based on what they've read, no such thing as woke Coke because any cocaine that happens is probably from Colombia and probably involves bloodshed. Yeah, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, I think the price of cocaine is about like $100 a gram. Uh, okay. I only know this because of movies. I don't do cocaine myself. Uh, but two hundred pounds a gram. Now that's probably upwards of three hundred and sixty dollars uh, a gram. So much more expensive if you want it the right way. Just like the coffee, you know. Just like you know, if you want nice coffee, nice diamonds, it's going to cost you. Yeah. <sighs> okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner ass nine. Um, when a uh, woman bites off man's tongue only to have a seagull swoop down and eat it. Jesus. A uh, woman bites man's tongue only to have a seagull to eat it. Ugh. You know, I have the story of uh, one time a seagull uh, came at me while I was eating a chip and took it away. <laughs> so, I mean, they could be thinking that was a chip. I just don't know why she'd be holding it in her hands like that or in her mouth for that matter. Actually, now that I think about it, the bird actually attacked my face because uh, the chip was very close to my mouth and bit my lip. Uh, fun story for another time. Anyway, uh, this one seems like a little too much of a coincidence in my books. Uh, I can see someone biting a tongue, but I can't see is holding it in your mouth or holding it in your hands uh, at a beach or a place where uh, birds are. I think, you know, once you bite someone's tongue, uh, your biggest problem is not the seagulls. Asinine. 
Uh, Cam, this is a headline. Uh, this is a story coming out of Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, where Bethany Ryan and James McKenzie, both 27, were involved in a fight uh, where Bethany ripped out a piece of James's tongue with her own teeth. Shortly after, she spat his tongue chunk onto the ground. A seagull swooped down and grabbed it before either of them had a chance to pick it up. Apparently, these two were complete strangers when they encountered each other around 8 p.m. on a walk and shortly after, an argument developed. Apparently, the woman tried walking away, but the man reapproached her with a clenched fist. Somewhere amongst it all, um, the two were face-to-face. Uh, Bethany goes to uh, face-to-face to kiss the man, and when their, uh, when their lips were touching, she bit through the kiss uh, and bit off a piece of his chung, uh, tongue, a chunk approximately two by three centimeters, so not very big. Um, both were by local police and the man was taken to hospital and treated for severe blood loss and to have the end of his tongue sewn back together but uh, that couldn't happen uh, you couldn't uh, so you couldn't sew the tongue back on because of course the seagull took it away uh, the trials like still gone going but she pleaded guilty to assault because she fucking bit this guy's tongue uh, so more on that maybe later who knows that's awful um yeah, that lady's got to learn to kiss. I made a few kissing mistakes, like your teeth chatter when you're young and you learn to kiss. Uh, this one's a whole different level. Yeah, a whole Cam. different ball game, Cam. Whole different, ball whole game. different ball game. She's taking off tongues, Mike Tyson esque, Cam. If I do say so myself. Yeah, you could say. Hey, Cam. Uh, headline last night: School wins legal battle after. Uh, sorry, school wins legal battle to electric shock children to correct behavior. Oh, God, I wonder what school this is. That's the big difference, right? Because if they were like, if they were like, you know, school in like Winnipeg shocks people, I'd be like, no, that's asinine. But if it was like school in Iran, I'd be like, okay, I can buy that. So this one's going to be very, very dependent on the where in the world this happens. So electric shock, just general for, for like behavioral issues. Is that the headline? I'll uh, read the headline again. Yeah. School wins legal battle to electric shock children to correct behavior. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think you've I, I think the headline is intentionally not showing telling me where it's happening, because I think where it's happening would be a very good tell on where it is. I'm picturing in one of those countries, you know, where you're stoned for being gay. I picture it happening in one of those countries, not like an actual developed nation. And if it is in a developed nation, keep your kids away. Uh, I would like to hear more about the story, so I am going to say headline. I mean, I was going to tell you if it was a headline or asinine. Um, yes, this is this is a headline, and it's not in a developed country or undeveloped country. This is in a Massachusetts. A lot um, of stories coming out of Massachusetts today. Massachusetts. Uh, so essentially what's going on here is uh, it's a little deceiving on the headline itself, but these aren't just like regular kids. Uh, these are, and it's going to make it sound worse before it gets better. These are actually mentally disabled kids. Um, so we're shocking mentally disabled kids. Um, but the reason for that is otherwise they would be a lot of uh, corrective self-harming behavior in adults and children. So there are two options here. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's more, but otherwise what they're saying is 
these kids are just going to be sedated and locked up all the time. We're finding this treatment does work a little bit better than just drugging them up where they can't even, um, you know, be a real person. So controversial treatment, uh, but it, it seems to be working a little bit. And so, some parents are pretty upset by it. Um, some parents are saying, hey, you know what? Uh, if, it, if it wins me the race, it doesn't matter how we got there. I was about to say, couldn't you just take, like, if the school, take your kid out of the school then? I mean, yeah, I, I don't I'm, think it's those parents. I don't think it's those parents that are upset. Oh, I think it's, it's the, the other parents. Moms yeah. on Facebooks. Yeah, it's the, most people who are mad aren't really involved with the problem. Yeah, They're no, it's people it's, on Facebook who don't really have much to complain about. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say it's uh, lower upper class white women who don't work, who drive white SUVs, and uh, they're drinking a little too much prosecco on Facebook there, and they're getting completely outraged, even though their uh, f- like fully able children are attending a private school. Yeah. Yeah, I see it as being one of those things. Yeah, I think it's more more of that, less the other. Give me a headline, Cam. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Uh, man killed while building an exploding device for a gender reveal. Yeah, these these things just happen so often now. Um, see, I think there's a... If you looked at a graph of when people die most from fireworks, it's like 98% on Independence Day. Now, we're going to see a lot more deaths due to explosion or just due to, um, you know, accidental death. And that's going to be uh, classified entirely in that gender reveal. We've seen planes go down from this. We've seen, I've seen a few different things, and this one does not surprise me at all. I assume what he was trying to do was make some type of uh, firework that would go blue or pink or pink and or pink or, or neutral we're not or gray we're not here to judge or gray you know gray is okay um yeah and i, I this i maybe you, you know you're a little bit of a you're like you're not a pyrotechnic you don't know how to make fireworks and you end up blowing yourself up this is a headline cam cam this is a headline here for you uh this is a story out of upstate new york where a father to be was killed uh, in his garage while attempting to build an exploding device for the gender reveal party a few days later. Uh, so it wasn't even at the reveal, it was prepping for the reveal. This happened to a man named Christopher, Pe- Christopher Peckney, a uh, 28-year-old, uh, who was assembling um, a device of some kind for a party they were having in Liberty, New York. The blast killed Peckney instantly, and his brother Michael, who was also in the garage at the time that happened, was brought to the hospital with major injuries. Uh, Cam, this is the fifth reported gender reveal death of 2021 in North America. I tried looking uh, beyond. It is a uh, pretty much exclusively North America thing, United States thing that is happening uh, with gender reveals. My my biggest question when it comes to these people and these gender reveal things, I understand having the party, but like what do you think the percentage of people like I personally I would not be comfortable building an explosive device, even if I watched the YouTube videos on how to do it. I don't think there's many YouTube videos on how to build explosive devices. Right, but, but it's like, so are, who are all these people 
confident like are they diluting themselves into believing the they know Maybe how to make explosions on how to make explosions on i think that's the problem you know if uh, uh, you know if uh, not everyone's the hurt locker we don't all know how to operate explosive devices i think that's the real problem here is that there's too many people who are looking at an article online and then saying like yeah i can do it there's tons of gender reveals which go by uh, you know totally harmless you know they just kind of like throw a dart at a balloon or you know like it's a pinata do something like that i read one the other day there were um there was a uh, two of the most recent gender reveal deaths where it was actually a plane that went down yeah, a I think we had that one as a headliner. We did, day. we did, and it was the banner behind the plane read "It's a girl," and then suddenly Dad was fucking dead. Uh, so 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 weird. Um, so if you're planning on having a gender reveal party, I'd say just don't. Just have a baby shower. Yeah, that what's also wrong works. with a baby shower? Do people what even if you still combine have, the two? Do you have, no? You have to have the baby shower now after the gender reveal because I feel like the problem was you have a baby shower you don't know the gender so people are getting you pink this blue this pink this ah. blue this you need the gender reveal first to tell your guests no I need a pink uh care you know uh, blanket I need a pink set of booties you know it's uh it's a little confusing I guess yeah not something I put too much thought into. Uh, but yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe you just send it an invite that says it's a boy. We know Simple it's a boy. That. Yeah, it's a boy. Come yeah. to the just come to the shower, or just an X on X. Because also, I right? feel like, and I don't have any children, but I feel like it's taking away that very intimate moment between the couple when they figure out the gender of their baby, right? You know, kind of like that very intimate moment you'll see in a television show or in a movie, where it's you know the the bride and or you know the husband or you know the father and mother standing there, and the doctor says it's a blank. And then the look on their face of ha, huh. like that's a put that feels like it should be a very very private moment, not something that's on fourteen that's recorded on fourteen separate cameras, uh, in front of a large party, right? That sort of r- removes the very intimate experience. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people like the big the big shebang of it. Maybe they do. Anyway, Cam, let's keep plowing ahead here. Headliner asked now. My last one of the day. Amateur golfer struck by lightning. After hitting hole in one, uh, this is great because it kind of combines the two, uh, two of those like what are the odds things. You know, it would be like man gets attacked by shark after winning the lottery. You know, what are the odds of both of those things happen? What are the odds of hitting a hole in one? And then what are the odds of being struck by lightning? Which odds are better? Which odds are worse? And then what are the odds they happen to you at the same time? Uh, This is one of those incredible odds moments. Um, Now, uh, chances are um, you're you're, you're out in the golf course. You're trying to get a couple more. You're trying to get a couple more holes in there. Right, you see the you know the rain's coming. Maybe you see the lightning off in the distance. Maybe you don't see lightning off in the distance, and then you just kind of like, okay, this is a par three. We're gonna sneak this one in, and then we'll go home. Right? They were probably on like fourteen or fifteen. They're gonna wrap it up very very soon. Let's just get this one out of the way. The odds of both these things are happening are so insane that I have to think it's not real, but also so insane that if it was real. You know, I'm being you have goofed. To write a headline. You would have to write yeah. a headline about it. Um, I'm going to play the odds on this one, and I'm going to say that this is asinine. This is asinine. You got to write. I was hoping it would happen to me, but neither did. Uh, wait, the lightning or the. Uh... Both. Both. 
Um, okay, Cam, your final headline here for you for the day. Uh, Spanish rapper arrested for cutting off friend's penis for a YouTube video. Yeah, this doesn't leave much of the imagination, uh, except for the size itself, I guess. But uh, was was it hard? Was it soft? Um, and for a YouTube video, you said, did you say YouTube or just video? YouTube. You okay? So I don't think you can put that on there. Um, but hey, maybe they've updated their content um, <laughs> rules and regulations. But shit, if you're doing that for a YouTube video, you better get a million views on that. Uh, at the same time, genital mutilation is not a joke. Um, as someone who is um, is uh, uh, a sufferer of a big nut, um, I understand these things. And uh, we don't play around with uh, genital mutilation. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and call a uh, headline on this one because I think people will do anything for clout. Cam, this is a headline here for you, of course, coming out of Spain. Uh, where a rapper whose real name is Aaron Beltran uh, made an agreement with a friend of his named Andrew Breach to cut off his penis for a YouTube video in exchange for a fee that would range depending on how well the video did. Uh, he initially kind of told him he would pay him anywhere between 200 and two, uh, 2,500 uh, euros for this. Um, however, after this happening, this man, uh, Beltran, currently faces four to six years in prison. Apparently, when pe police showed up at the scene, they found Breach, uh, who is 35 years old, bleeding heavily uh, with his penis just dumped in uh, the trash bin in the house. Uh, Breach only agreed to do this because he said he did not feel 100% like a man and he wanted to get rid of his penis in the first place. Uh, these two met, actually, when Breach posted a video on another website asking for someone who would cut his penis off for him. Uh, Beltran responded to the ad thinking this would be a great idea to boost his own uh, followers or Clout. something, whatever it was. Um, and of course, even the prosecutors even admitted that the amputation was consensual. However, just because an amputation is consensual doesn't mean that it's allowed. Uh, just because you have a just because you have an agreement with someone to cut off your penis doesn't mean you're allowed to cut off somebody's penis. That's still very much so illegal. Sur uh, surgeons were able to reattach the penis, and it is actually fully functional. Of course, after multiple surgeries and three weeks in hospital, Breach is out with a working penis and one hell of a story to tell. Well, Cam, some would call that a, a breach of contract. And that was our that final headline. And um, I guess that was all the time we have for the podcast this week. Thanks for listening, folks. You know, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe because the show is everywhere uh we're still you know this is 78 we're we're inching to that hundo and really can't wait for that uh for that big uh triple digit milestone can't wait for it hitting the triple d's all right cameras um thanks for listening everyone please remember to rate review subscribe share it with a friend just said it just said and, that and the last thing give us a review on apple we'd love to hear your thoughts even if it's terrible but make sure to put five stars otherwise we won't read it otherwise it doesn't get read Otherwise, it doesn't get read. And if you have any, um, uh, if you want to be the listener of the week, go ahead and write into the show. Uh, tell us why you're the listener of the week, and we will uh, pick our listener of the week and feature you on the show. Listener of Thanks the week. I love it. Yeah, listener of the week. Write in, folks. 
um, either email to two season pod at gmail.com or message one of us directly and we will get one of our assistants to get back to you. Never forget, folks, uh, 90% of podcasts are listened to while doing other tasks. So go enjoy your other task and we'll catch up next mm-hmm. week. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season of pod. 96.7 on your Two season a pod, 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 two